Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Who? Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? It's the last show of our NBA draft series, and we got Sharif Cooper, future NBA player out of Auburn, joining the boys, so buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go, three, two, one... We're back. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe Pitch Free Throws, cause they're free. So 351 coming hot at you guys, and so 350. And I'm joined on this one by Alex Tossing the Rock Disopolis, Nikki Snacks Kreider. And yes, as you heard in the introduction, the kid who took the college basketball world by storm playing for Auburn last year, Sharif Cooper, joining the boys. And before we get into the interview, which is fantastic if I do say so myself. We are brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag today and bet on, guess what, anything you want to bet on. It's that simple. Go to BetOnline.ag. Bet on the casino. Bet on basketball. Bet on the NBA draft, all right? Win money on our behalf. Go do it at BetOnline.ag. And speaking of on our behalf, enjoy this interview with Sharif Cooper on our behalf. Without further ado, here we go. All right, guys, you heard it in our introduction. We got Sharif Cooper joining the boys. Sharif Cooper out of Auburn, going to be a big pick in the NBA draft. Sharif, how you doing today, man? I'm great. I'm great. Feeling good. Feeling good. It's a dude, big week coming up, man. You stoked? Yeah, for sure. Can't wait. Is it surreal? Like, does it even hit you yet that you're about to be drafted? Nah, it's, it's, it's still surreal. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just want to know where <laughs> at this point. Yeah, man, I totally feel that. Um, are you going to the draft? Nah. You're doing like a party at y'all's place? Yeah, yeah, watch party. That's awesome, man. When, at what point What point in your life did you realize that you were going to go to the NBA? Um, it was always a, a dream of mine, um, but when I felt like it was, it was actually realistic, um, probably my sophomore year of high school, Probably like through the middle of that year, I, I you know I was playing against national competition, and you know I was doing pretty good. So once that once that you know I proved it to myself, I'm like, I right, you know I'm pretty good. Yeah. Absolutely. Was it? It was like a realization that you had, or was there ever like a conversation you had with someone where they were like, "Hey, look, like Sharif, like this is a real consideration. Like we got to do specific things here and there now to get you there." Nah, it was just like nah. Nobody ever you know spoke to me but like that. You know, yeah. it was always, you know, if you if you work hard, you know, you hopefully will make it one day. You know, that's kind of how, you know, my dad, you know, would speak about it. But, you know, I never really 
like talked about, you know, I'm gonna make it to the NBA, or it was just always, you know, that was my dream, and that's what I'm working for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How was Big Sis? She was a good mentor to you. Yeah, for sure. That's like one of the most caring, genuine people in the world. So yeah, so she was always, you know, a big, big factor in my own progress. Mm-hmm. Is she already giving you tips on, you know, how to handle becoming a professional? Oh, uh, not yet. She ain't really like. She she ain't really like that. Like she'll, you know, we just laugh and joke. She ain't really like big big sister kind of, you know, generic terms. Right, know. right. Yeah. How about a core? Have you spoken to him at all about NBA life? I'm sure. What are some of the tips yeah, he's given you? All the time. I mean, he he don't do nothing honestly. He just sit in the sit in the house and go to the gym. Um, but you know, his big takeaway from the first year was, you know, it was a as many games, you know, sometimes, you know, he just comes to the gym and he's like, man, I don't have it today. Mm-hmm. Then you still got to play. So it's like, you know, being able to find a routine that, you know, works for you that, you know, you can maximize your, your energy and, and uh, actually, you know, not have no drop-offs throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah. That's, absolutely. that's actually really interesting. You Like, obviously there are moments, you know, in a game where a guy doesn't have it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Anyone who's played basketball before, you know, you shoot that opening shot in a game, like you miss your th- your first three and you're like, ah, like something's not working like it normally is. Like for yeah. you, what's that thing that gets you back in your rhythm? Like, is it, is it a dish? Like, is it getting to the rim? Is it getting to the free throw line? What, what is it for you? I'm probably just making a play, whether that's um, a pass, a, a layup or, or whatever. I feel like, you know, once I, you know, finally get that out of the way and then, you know, I'm rolling after that. All I need was like, you know, one. Right. One thing to work, and then I feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're one of the best passers in this class. Uh, what part of your game do you think is underrated, though, that people are kind of sleeping on? Um, just shooting offensively. Uh, you know, people, you know, act like like ten games of your career where you you know you don't shoot well, you can't shoot. So <laughs> it's it's funny how you know the, you know that that perception has taken its own you know term, but that's probably the biz, biggest misconception. Yeah, it's like you know, the first 10 games of the season, 12 games of the season book was pretty bad. Like he was, he was not good. And then at the end of the season where the Suns end up, everyone's like, Oh, he should be at least getting some MVP votes. So it's just people realizing that it's a very small sample size (laughs) and that you were stroking it in high school too. Like you, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And plus like, I mean, obviously this, so murky starts the season anyway. So like, (laughs) Bro, right? So, like, getting in, like, how it's how did you really kind of deal with that getting in and out of that headspace and just, you know, kind of just prepping and being ready to go when the time time called? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was extremely hard. Um, you know, just because you know, you you dream of playing in college and you dream of going to McDonald's, you dream of going to Jordan Brand game, and all of that is taken. Like, you know, normally when something's taken, like, there's a reason, there's a why you did this, so you can't do this. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's like COVID is, you know, you can't see it. You like is you don't even know what it is. And it's just, you know, affecting every part of your life mm-hmm. when it's finally time, you know, take the take the next step. So um, for that to happen and, and not have no reason, uh, that was probably the hardest thing. And then you pair that on with, you know, a college situation that it was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, absurd. Taking so long. Yeah, forever, man. I mean, that w- I will say that that was a cool part. Was it? How was it like the anticipation? Because when you finally got cleared to play, 
it was all over ESPN and everyone was like stoked for that first game. Was that a cool feeling? Yeah, I tried not to stay. I tried to stay away from it just because, you know, I didn't want that, you know, to, to get in my head or or whatever. So I, I didn't even look at my phone uh, until after the game. That's awesome. How was you I mean you have a huge social media presence? I mean, I know like you're you work with your dad heavily and your dad has done a you know, great job like marketing you and your sister and the family. Um, it's kind of like the cooler, smoother balls we were saying before uh, the less brash you know, ball, ball family. <laughs> um, uh, how is that? How has the big social media presence helped you prepare for the NBA, like the NBA life, you think? Yeah, I think, um, you know, just it kind of shows you at an early age, you know, what NBA, you know, social media is like, whether that's NBA Twitter NBA Instagram, like, you know, you're going to get, you're going to have haters. You're going to have people that like you, like you got to know how to, you know, balance that. And luckily, you know, I've dealt with it, you know, through high school, through college. So I kind of know like not to give it, you know, much attention or whereas somebody, you know, just, you know, is finally, you know, reaching followers and, and all that, you know, rush on them, rush on them at once. So I feel like I'm kind of ahead of the curve in that aspect. For sure. I mean, like there's guys that, get to the NBA and, you know, that rise to fame so quickly. I mean, look at Mikey Williams. He's got 3.2 million followers on Instagram. You know, he's already, he's already famous and he doesn't really have to deal with that added stress when he gets to the NBA. But there's even guys that have had that, that notoriety and acclaim for a long time. And they, and they still like talking back like KD and KD and Dame, they're all up in the DM. Like, do you ever respond to people? Are, are you like that? Or are you just kind of like, like you said, like put the, put the phone away, like time to play like whatever that stuff's gonna happen either way so it's like better not to get involved kind of thing yeah i i've never responded but it's a lot of times where i wanted to like when you <laughs> see some like some <laughs> nonsense and you just see you know gaining traction and clickbait and all type of things you want to respond but it's like i'm like if i give this attention it's gonna blow up even more so it's like yeah, I mean, it's I mean, they really are just trying to bait you into something. And if you, you say something back, you're the bad guy automatically, even if you're sticking up. It is kind of a crazy feeling. Uh, but going to some NBA guys, who are three guys? We know you love CP3, Kyrie. I obviously, you know, the quick point guards that, you know, yeah. you clearly have modeled your game after. Who are some other guys, though, that you study and look up to? Um, I like, I've, I was a big LeBron fan growing up. So, I, you know, watched all his games. Um, you know, Trey Young is somebody I really like in the NBA, you know, just coming up, um, seeing his his progression from college to the NBA is is, is a great thing for me just to watch. Um, point guards, I would say those three are, are my main three. I say Dame Lillard for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many good guards in the NBA, it's kind of hard to to narrow it down, Donovan Mitchell, John Morant, like those are guys that, you know, I've kind of seen them through college and, and, and get to the league. So those are just a couple that I like. Do you, do you feel like the pure point, like label or mentality, which is something I've, I've heard you just in other interviews talk about a lot where like what you want to do first and foremost is make your guys around you happy and mm-hmm. make them comfortable because you know that that'll eventually lead to the best play for everyone. Do you think that's kind of a lost art and that like, that's one thing that you're bringing to the table that almost none of the other draftees are? Yeah, for sure. Um, just somebody, you know, I feel like, you know, just point guard, like a real point guard is, is kind of, you know, being coming a lost art and you kind of seeing a value of somebody that could pass and, and 
and score as well as in, you know, the John Morant's, the, the, the Trey Youngs, the CPs, like you see them in the playoffs, you know, doing big things. And, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of, you know, showing people, but I don't feel like they want to recognize how, you know, valuable a point guard is. So um, I'm all for, you know, wings and, and small forwards bringing the ball up, but I feel like it's, it's a different aspect when you got a real, you know, true point guard. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like we saw in the playoffs, I mean, obviously Giannis, you know, on a fast break is amazing because he's, he's yeah, size and well. speed, but you really need Holiday bringing the ball yeah, up exactly. because you need to be able to feed him down low. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just like the most logical and most efficient play yeah. for, for sure. Well, or not every team has Giannis, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you don't have Giannis, what are you doing? No Giannis, like yeah. Drew, yeah. Drew has, you know, with that team, that roster, like, he can take, he can play third fiddle. He can just worry about the defensive side of the ball. He doesn't have to create off the pick and roll, but like there are other teams in the NBA that don't have Chris Middleton and Giannis. And, and then it's like, okay, we need a bucket in the half court, especially in the playoffs. And what do we do? Right. And that's why like in that Raptors run, Kyle Lowry was so instrumental. I feel like for the longest time, no one really understood how good he was. So I think it's, it's exciting to know that like, yes, there are less of those guys in the league now, but there's one coming in and he's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, sure. even, like, even like the Warriors, I feel like, you know, they're, you know, Draymond is, is kind of their real point guard. Like, right. You yeah. don't understand how, you know, valuable Draymond is to that team. I feel like you take Draymond off of that team throughout their playoff run, it's, it's a completely different, you know, aspect. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the whole ball movement thing, I mean, I grew up a Celtics fan, so I watched Celtics basketball super closely. Yeah. And the biggest thing that we were missing this season, I felt was Hayward. Because yeah. with him on the, he's such a smart cerebral player, mm-hmm. and like honestly, like Horford was kind of lost in Philly. But the thing mm-hmm. I love about Al Horford's game is his ability to move the ball, yeah. and like make the right passes, and just find the open guy and create for them. Just, just, it's just so valuable. How's your relationship with Trey Young? Do you have one? Because I obviously played high school, you know, basketball in, in Georgia, and he's you know the Atlanta Hawk right now. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen him a couple times. I got his, you know, his number, but you know, we're not super close. But you know, I've you know, I've definitely spoke to him. He showed. Show love, I show love to him. So it's it's a good relationship. Nice. nice. What do you, I, I know you played uh, on the U nineteen team um, this morning. We're recording this on Sunday. The Team USA guys lost to to France. Um, what do you think? What what's the deal with that roster? Is it just like they just need some time to play together? Like, mm-hmm. do they not really have a true point guard? Like, what we're talking. I know Draymond's out there, but like, it's hard when you're managing that many big time personalities mm-hmm. or is, I mean, or is international com- competition just that good? Yeah. And in situations like that, it's kind of hard um, to blend, you know, 12 superstars, you know, coming from, you know, the top guy, like it's hard to um like normally like a, a great team has, you know, maybe one or two, you know, real scores, real go-to guys and the rest are, you know, great role players that play off of them. So, when you add, you know, five superstars that's used to taking, you know, 30 shots, it's hard to add chemistry, figure out who takes the big shot, who takes this shot. You know, when you watch the game, you see, you know, a lot of them passing up, you know, much more than they, you know, normally do because they're trying to, you know, work with the team. And, and, and it's hard to, you know, figure that out. But Yeah. I mean, we saw that with the – Figure it out. I'm also so, sure these guys are also exhausted too. I mean, we had such yeah. a quick turnaround for the last NBA season, and now they're right back in it. Like they just have no break right now. Yeah, no. 
fatigue is there. I mean, we saw that with the Miami Heat when they first had superstars too. Like mm -hmm. LeBron always deferring to Wade and Bosch and trying to make yeah. it happy when Wade had to come in and be like, dude, look, let's get realistic. Like, this is your team. Like, yeah, that's what they're going to have to figure out. They're yeah. going to figure out who's the, who's the guy. Who's the, somebody going to have to be the guy. Yeah, it's a crazy blend because you have guys like Levine, Dame, obviously, you know, Beal and KD are superstars, but they are the volume shooting guys. So yeah. it's like not everyone can just, you know, throw up the rock 30 times. A game. It's literally impossible to put up 120 shots in a game. Exactly. It's nuts. Uh, who are some guys you're stoked to get, you know, maybe some revenge on that you kind of grew up playing or like, you know, who you, know, you have someone in mind or guys that you grew up playing that you want to see in the NBA go up against? Honestly, anybody, you know, that's picked in front of me, that's that's going to be who I want to, you know, play against. Um, there's always guys, you know, I want to play against LeBron. I want to play against, you know, Lakers and AD. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, like, you know, people that I've watched for so long, just sharing the court with those guys, I feel like it's going to be fun, especially when you get used to it. You know, I feel like that's, gonna, that's something I look forward to. Mm -hmm. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of teams that have multiple picks in the first round um, and throughout the draft. Are there a couple guys that you got to watch in college this year that like, yo, I would love to be, I would love to team up with him and ball with him? Oh, uh, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that I love their game. Um, and I love Kate Cunningham game. Mm -hmm. um, I love Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, um, James Booknight. Mm -hmm. um, I don't leave people out, but you know, BJ Boston, I played with him at AU. I love his game. Mm -hmm. Isaiah Jackson, you know, it's, it's a lot of real good guys in this class that I've played with before and I would love to play with at the next level. We saw BJ play in high school and he was elect. We saw BJ and Zaire. Against Evan, yeah. Play, play against Evan mm -hmm. with Amari Bailey. And yeah. I just feel like the season was so wishy. It was just such a weird season for BJ that he's just going to be like one of those guys. It's like, oh, how do we like let that potential slip? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. He if you watched him behind the scenes, you know, I know this year was rough or whatever, but I've watched him, you know, behind the scenes. I watched him in practice. I watched him, you know, do the, the craziest things and how, how really good he is. So I know how good he is. I hope, you know, people people recognize how good he is before it's too late as well. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting class like that because there's guys across the board like Jalen Green, like Everyone knows he's good, but no one really knows. I feel like a lot of like the common like fans, the common analysts don't really know why he's good because he played in the G League. And mm -hmm. they're just kind of going off like body projection, like some of like, the yeah. clips they've seen. They haven't really kind of like delved into the game. I think he's going to shock some people. And Book yeah. Knight, too. I love that he put in Book Knight, too, because that dude's mm -hmm. just like an absolute bucket for sure. Yeah, he's nice for sure. Mm -hmm. Outside of basketball, what are your interests in hobbies? Yeah, I get that question a lot by NBA teams, but I haven't really figured – figured it out yet um nothing specific like like golf or something like that I, I don't you know have that you know one hobby that i just love to do i'm still figuring that out do you, you game at all yeah yeah but it ain't like i don't game all the time so i wouldn't even include that yeah well it'd be cool i mean wherever you end up obviously you'll you'll get to travel you get to see a lot of places and that'll be one thing maybe you'll just become uh the travel guy the guy that goes <laughs> everywhere <laughs> yeah, I haven't done too much traveling yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a couple more for you, Sharif. We'll do some quick hitters. Uh, who are you most excited to face first, Kyrie or CP3? Oh, man. I say that's a good one. I go with Kyrie. Nice. 
any specific reason or just because it's Kyrie? Um, just because Kyrie. Yeah, that's, that's the reason. Uncle Drew. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, just a, just another real quick one. Like, you're a guy that really loves you. You like having fun out there. You like mm-hmm. you like lobs. Like, I mean, how many how many different lobs did you throw last year to your teammate? It was it was so exciting to watch you guys play. Like, what is the play when you're out there that you think that, that just gets you going? Like, is it the crossover? Is it making a guy fall? Is it hitting a three in his face? Is it like having one of your your buddies like catch it on the weak side and just throw it down on someone? Like, what's what's the play that you think gets the crowd going and gets you to going? I say a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely say a lot. Who's the player you want to most throw a lob to in the NBA? Like one guy, like, ugh, I would love to just throw it up and have him slam it the hell home. Um, I will say LeBron for sure. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Blake Griffin's low key a good one just because he is, he was Lob City. And just yeah, young, have... young Blake Griffin. You got to throw it to the rim now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. All right. We mentioned Big Sis Taya before. Who wins in a game of horse, you or her? I would. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, pump up songs. You got any specific ones that you got to roll through before the game? Or who's on your playlist? Pretty good. Uh, Meat Mill Heavy. Um, probably Blue Notes or 1942 Flows by um, Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. Little baby, um, all any of his songs, honestly. Um, those are probably two main ones I use for basketball. Meek Mill can get anyone going, yeah, for sure. anyone, yeah, yeah, even even he raps with such tenacity and just like <laughs> he's yelling on the mic, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. I watched a, I watched a video of. I watched the YouTube reactions of Lil Baby, like when people are like, you know, YouTube reviewing J. Cole's new album. And like, I just love their reactions of like when Lil Baby so seamlessly came in on his verse on, the, on, on that song. And all of them just started freaking out. I mean, his flow is awesome. He's really, honestly, with, you know, a lot of the young players we've seen, like he's like been like one of the primary guys in the playlist. Yeah, for sure. He's great. Uh, next one up. One on one. You are Okoro. Who wins? <laughs> that's a good one because we probably we play so many one-on-ones i'm going with me for sure i'm going with me. i am too i'm also going with you can't, <laughs> can't coach game. speed baby yeah that's a tough game because we done play so many times we both won we both win you know one time he'll win the next time then it's, it's always back and forth but i go with me yeah i feel like no no easy buckets against that guy though no not at all not at all <laughs> Yeah, he's what do you? Uh, what's the first thing you're gonna buy with a new paycheck? Um, first thing I'm buy, um, probably an apartment. That's <laughs> my generic. I live somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have yeah. a place. All right, Sharif. We ask all of our guests the same question. It could be from you playing, watching, anything. What is your favorite sports memory? Um. That I've done or just in general? Anything. Your whole life. Watched, played, anything. Um, favorite sports memory. Probably when we went 32 and 0 and won a state championship. That's probably mine. Was that your sophomore year? Junior. Junior year. High school, yeah. How was it before that last game? Like y'all are 31 and 0. You got one more game to go. How are you feeling before that game? Uh, it wasn't. I wasn't like nervous or anything, um, but 
don't know. It was it was different because we never played them. We never like normally we play all the teams and right. and we'll play them again kind of in the playoffs. But that was a team we never played before. I I had a good feeling we were gonna win though, so I wasn't too nervous. You we, had a good feeling. We had thirty one other games to go off of. Yeah, that's. <laughs> my uh, that's my really high school football team was was my high school football team was undefeated heading to the state championship. We were fifteen and zero. And we had a good feeling too, but we lost. So you had the better end of that spectrum, but there's something different about a high school team dynamic, you know, like you grew up with those guys, you know, like those yeah. are, those are like your, your, your brothers. I mean, you, yeah. everything happens in high school and that's it. You're just, you're just playing basketball and you're having fun with those guys and I don't have sleepovers and shit. So like <laughs> different yeah. dynamic, you know, when you win something with them, like it means so much, you know, cause like you're not doing it for money, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely for the love of the game. Are you still tight with those guys? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Talk to them all the time. That's awesome. Love to hear that. Well, Sharif, we're pulling for you on Thursday, man. Appreciate all right. We're, we're excited to see where you go. Uh, once you're in 2K, we had Herb Jones on. We had Kispert on. We'll make you guys a little team and throw you out. Herb was like, you better make me a 99. I'm like, yeah, we got you. <laughs> like, we got you. Bro. We'll do it for sure. <laughs> we're wishing you the best, man. Uh, and go get it in the NBA. Talk again soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course, brother. Take care. Have a good one. Awesome show. Awesome interview. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Wishing Sharif, Herb, Corey, all the guys we had on this week, the best of luck in the NBA draft. We are certainly pulling for them. Fans out there. Drag both feet inbound, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they free and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they are free. We out you. We love you. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.